Charlie Redmond, welcome back to 98FM. Charlie, how are you? Good morning, Jamie. Fine, thank you. Former Dublin All-Ireland winner, of course. Charlie here to look ahead to Dublin against Ross Common in the Allianz National Football League today. Throwing at Dr. Hyde Park is at 2 o'clock. Dublin have four points from their opening four league games. Two wins and two defeats. Ross Common have won one and drawn one. Lost two of their games so far. Last time out, last weekend at Croke Park, a Dubs double header. The Dubs, the second game up. Uh, beat Mayo won 12 to 7 points. Charlie, how would you reflect on the league campaign overall after four games? Well, I think if you had said it was the start of the year, we'd, we'd have lost two games. You'd probably be disappointed. But I think in the way the two games Dublin have lost, uh, the game in Kerry was a fantastic game of football and we just got outdone in, that, in the last by not having possession. And the game, probably in particular, disappointing was the first game up in Monaghan. But the, the results of last night of Galway beating Mayo puts Dublin in a very favourable position. That if, I believe if Dublin go on and, and win their games from now to the end of the league, the three remaining games, they qualify for the league final. Uh, and that is... That was all Jim Gavin, I imagine, at the start of the year was looking for. Uh, I know he's looking for, obviously, more than just get to the league final this year, but certainly from the league campaign, get to the league final would be a huge boost. And because he's, he's introduced some players, we see Gavin playing at, 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 in midfield in, in the last few games, and he's been, he's been a really strong player, and he's a really strong candidate to partner uh, Fenton going forward. So, yeah, I think Jim Gavin will be fairly pleased with the campaign so far. And Charlie, if we talk about you know how things have gone for the Dubs as well, you know the manager Jim Gavin has been able to look at some of the more senior players, but also as you some younger players, Evan Comfort and Goal, for example, and others, and to be able to have had a look at them, even though a couple of league games have been lost heading into the championship as well. You know, particularly in goal, Stephen Cluxon has been, as you always say, you know the best goalkeeper you feel probably in the history of of Gaelic football, certainly from a distribution point of view. But to have Evan Comfort being able to play in these games is a real plus. Absolutely, and I think his his performance last week highlighted just how how comfortable he is now playing in, in, in big games, in, in, you know, in front of big attendances. And I think he showed himself up last week for the player he's going to be in the future. I think Jim is affording him the opportunity to to, to garner this experience. And the game last week, make, make, make no doubt about it, was a big game for Dublin. If Dublin Dublin's league was on the line last week, a defeat to Mayo would have would have sort of end of Dublin's uh, ambitions in, in the league this year. So I thought Evan Cummins' performance last week was, was super. It's great to see Davey Bourne back as well. Davey was out for long stages last year in injury. And to get him back this season is really good. And his, and his performance last week was, was very encouraging. We got we saw last year young Morton come in and, and, and make a position of his own in the back line. So obviously Jim has no hard and fast rules. Now we know we've, we've, we've quality players coming back. We know James McCarry didn't play last week. He's going to come back into the fold. We know Ken Kenny came back last week and looked like he hadn't been away. He, and, and it was only when in, in, in Kedok and Kenny's absence you realise such an important cog he is in the wheel. Uh, I know he has some detractors. Some people think he's very lateral and slows the game up. But when he's not there, that sort of mortar that binds it all together is missing. And he's a hugely influential player for Dublin. And last week, although they played him in the full forward position, which is probably not his, his, his favourite position, he showed he showed us what a, what a, what a great player he is. And he's such an important player in this Dublin setup that uh, having him back, having McCarthy coming back into the fold, and having having all the players coming back in, in the future, we're going to get looks them back in Jim Gavin must be he's sitting pretty at the moment the way the team is progressing 
Now Charlie one man who hasn't played for Dublin this year is Mr Dermot Connolly being back on the pitch for Vincent as well we're going to speak to Humphrey Kelleher in a moment a former Dublin hurling manager and ask him the same question uh, a couple of weeks ago Maddie Kenny was asked if he would approach Dermot Connolly to play for the hurlers if he wasn't going to play for the footballers and Maddie Kenny said no I'm happy with the team I have effectively and you know I'm not going to go and speak to Dermot do you feel that if he doesn't play football he should play hurling and do you think we will see him in blue of any sort this summer this year really well, I obviously am wearing my football cap here and I'm, I've gone on record and I'm, I'm quite happy to go on record again to say that Dermot Connolly is the greatest forward Dublin have ever produced and when you put him in the likes of Keaveney, put him in the likes of, of Anthony O'Toole, David Hickey and for him to be ahead of all those players shows you the respect and esteem I have for the man and I would just, I would love to see him wear the Dublin jersey again this year. I think it's a question on everybody's lips. Why, 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 why isn't he there? Or why is he not there? And no one seems to know the answer. And I think every Dublin player, every Dublin supporter wants to see him back playing for Dublin. And if he was to come back into the fold, what a bonus it would be for, for the team. So I would encourage everyone who can or anyone who can to get the wheel turning again and to get there back Back, back where we all want the same with his in Crow Park wearing blue. If it's for the hurling, well, it's for the it's for the hurling. But obviously, wearing my Dublin cap, I want to see him playing for playing, playing football. Great, so Charlie Rebbin, as always, thanks a million. Chat to you soon. You're welcome, Jamie Sloan. Ross Common against Dublin in the Allianz Football League throws in today. Doctor Hyde Park at two o'clock, and we will ask Humphrey Kelleher, the ex-Dublin hurling manager, about Dermot Connolly in just a moment. But firstly, Nathan Whedon is beside me, bright and early. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm great. Thank you very much. And uh, there's other dubs action today, not just the hurlers. There is indeed. The Dublin ladies are in action, taking on Westmead in the league. The game throws in at two p.m. in DCU. Elsewhere, the Dublin Camogie team lost in their Littlewoods Ireland Division Two League game against Leash yesterday. The game finished one ten to six points. Now it's time to welcome a former Dublin hurling manager and our expert really in all things hurling here on the That's What I Call Sport on 98FM to the show. Humphrey Keller, good morning. How are you? I'm very well, Jamie, and hope all your listeners are as well. Yes, I'm sure they are. Now, Humphrey, we normally speak to you on a Sunday morning and you're about to start playing golf, but uh, this weekend you might be about to play golf, but you're not on these shores. Tell us where you are because I'm very jealous. Well, at the moment, I am delighted to be here in Spain, uh, just enjoying the sunshine and hopefully it'll last for a few more days as well. Have you been out on the golf course? I have been out on the golf course two days ago and it was very nice, but I won't talk about the scores at present. <laughs> very nice. Well, enjoy the rest of your holiday, Humphrey. You won't be at Parnell Park later watching the dubs against Leash, but I'm sure you'll catch the highlights in their next Allianz Hurling League game and three wins and just one defeat from the four games so far and Matty Kenny as we mentioned before his first season in charge Dublin currently second in Division 1B of the Allianz Hurling League and Matty nicely building momentum here as they head into this final league game of the group stage anyway I think so and I think Matty would be very pleased at the performance of more than anything else Jamie and today's match against Leash hopefully that they, it'll, it'll be a win for Dublin and if it is it is possible that they'll actually uh, finish top of the league if uh, Waterford beat Galway in Walsh Park this afternoon I think uh, Dublin will be uh, number one team in the division which is something that they wouldn't be expected at the start of the uh, National League I think it's uh, a very good omen for Dublin that they have done very very well last week against uh, Waterford and I think he's um, he's getting together a very good panel of players now Uh, he's tried out a couple of new players 
some of them walked out, some of them maybe not. And you also have to remember, Jamie, that the, uh, a lot of the players have been involved in the Fitzgibbon Cup up to uh, two weeks ago and I think that's out of the way now and I think the players can totally focus on the Dublin setup. Yeah, last time out for the Dubs as Humphrey mentioned a thriller against Waterford a one point victory in, in the end I had to actually get the calculator out Dublin 125 Waterford 415 and when you see that Waterford had scored four goals you're like God they must have won the game but when you add it all up the Dubs actually won by a point and that's a big win the other games for Dublin so far in this Allianz Hurling League beaten in Galway but wins over Offaly and Carlow as well to begin the campaign and as you mentioned currently second in Division 1B and they could finish top depending on results later on today as well And we know of course the top four in Division 1A and Division 1B make the league quarterfinals the knockout stage is Humphrey as well and for the Dubs to you know have already qualified really for the quarterfinals unless it's an absolute disaster with results and to be playing competitive knockout games before the Leinster Championship and before the All-Ireland of course is a really good place to be given that that'll be the case when they do get into the Championship it is, and of course, if you look at last year's situation regarding the championship, a lot of hard luck. But I think we have to get that out of our heads now and look forward in a positive way to the uh, to, to, to the rest of the league. And knowing that psychologically, Jamie, it's important to you know that that. Dublin team sit on top of the league over the likes of Galway if things work out and um, Waterford and I think that the players themselves they believe now that they can compete uh, against the top teams uh, so if they, if they are finishing on top which they could easily do they'll play the fourth team in Division 1A and that will give them a bit of encouragement as well but you know I think that there's a long it's a long term strategy by uh, Matty Kenny to bring a lot of the players on to be able to bring him up to the standard that he has brought the cooler players at club level and I think that you can see that already now and also you must remember also Jamie that Mark Schutte Paul Ryan, Conor Keane and David Tracy, four quality players, have still got to uh, fight for their places on that team. And what he has done this year, he's brought in Oshin O'Rourke in the corner forward position. So I think the team will only go from strength to strength. But the only concern I would have is about the four goals are conceded because up to then, I don't think they conceded any goal. So I think it's something that they might just look at. Humphrey, very finally, a player who Matty Kenny was asked about last weekend after that dramatic win over Waterford was Dermot Connolly and he's back playing for Vincent in the football and he's back in Ireland having been in Boston in the States and doesn't appear to be in Jim Gavin's football plan certainly at the moment and our Stephen Doyle asked Matty if you know he would speak to Dermot and if he wasn't going to play for the footballers would he consider him playing for the hurlers because many people who you speak to would actually say that Dermot Connolly is a better hurler than he is a footballer which would be some feed if that's the case and Maddie's answer was I haven't spoken to Dermot the answer is I haven't spoken to him and he said he's going to basically try and get on with things with the squad that he has and I'm sure maybe that's the answer he had to give given it's a little bit unclear what's going to happen with Dermot but if you were Maddie Kenny and Dermot was possibly available would he be someone you'd go for because he'd certainly add a lot to this team if he did swap the Dubs footballers for the hurlers as such Well I suppose the lesson learned regarding players who've gone away to football are not be involved in the hurling. There's two examples I will say. Last year, Danny Sutcliffe 
came back to Dublin hurling, didn't perform at the level that he was capable as he had been away the previous year in America. So it took him about two years to get up to the level that we know we can do. The same with Conal Keeney, it took him a while to come back. So I don't think there's going to be any magic formula with Dermot Connolly coming back. It might make good um, uh, copy, but I don't think for the benefit of the team itself that they can rely on somebody like Dermot and waiting for him to make up his mind. I think the opportunities were there at one stage, but I think it just might be a bridge too far at the moment for David. And Humphrey, if he's not playing football for the Dubs and you know he's back in Dublin and he's fit and, he, and he's firing, why would Matty not try and get him? Because it, hurling is a special game that you have to keep the hurley in your hand every day unless there is a, 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 a I suppose a keen interest in Diamond getting involved in the hurling and getting this first touch back all of the things we've often spoken about in hurling he might be a very very good hurler at club level but at inter-county level to bring it up to speed to have the touch to have the feel it takes a long time to do that and I think that was proven with Danny Sutcliffe last year and Conal Keeney previously so I don't think that there would be a magic formula there for uh, at the moment however people might like that to happen Great stuff Humphrey Keller as always thanks a million enjoy the rest of the holidays in Spain and we'll speak to you soon Thanks Jimmy very much indeed Yeah the Dubs Hurlers in action later on this afternoon at Parnell Park it's a 2 o'clock throw in against Leash in the Alliance Hurling League Now Nathan is back beside me in the studio and Nathan you're very annoyed about something that you saw on Facebook tell me more I am indeed well I say that a lot but this just really got up my goat it was an Ulster under 15 school game between St. Pat's Magera and Abbey CBS the game finished 2 points to 1 Two points to one. Two points to one point. Magera scored 6.32 in their previous two games and Abby made sure that wasn't going to happen again. They had all 15 men behind their own 45 line for the entire game. And what's your problem with this? What? You're wondering what my problem with this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think Ulster football is going backwards if that's the way the future of Ulster uh, football is going to go. Like they're teaching blanket defences to under 15s. It's a bit ridiculous, Jason, I think. Is that not what a lot of senior teams do against the better teams to try and either keep the score down or maybe get a draw or something? Because would you prefer if these kids were beaten 6.32 to one point? Well, I would rather lose 6.32 to one point and go for it than sit on my 45-yard line for 60 minutes and not budge out. Like, yeah. the clip goes on for two minutes and nothing happens. They're playing around with it in the midfield because there's nothing they can do. And is it not up to the team who are the favourites who have the ball to do more to score? But it's not up to the other team to challenge and actually make a game of it and come out of your 45-yard line. The pitch is the size it is because you're meant to fill the pitch effectively. Oh, no, I agree with you. I just... This video has split opinion online. If people want to have a look at it, we'll uh, retweet it now on that 98FM on Twitter. But... <laughs> listen, it's something that you go, right, we don't want to get hammered, what can we do? And maybe there's a middle ground you can find, but I don't just think they should have gone and played a normal game and been hammered by six or seven goals and, and you know a huge amount of points No, don't get me wrong I, I understand full forwards dropping back to pl- f- probably float the middle and try and press I understand that but don't have your full forwards sitting in your half back line that's where it was it was a bit ridiculous it was too far and I definitely won't be queuing to watch any Ulster football in the near future yes but have a look at that 98FM on Twitter if you want to see that video 98FM now that's what I call sport get the full show every Sunday morning from 9 only on 98FM